I miss you guys. I miss being here. It's, it's, it has been an amazing um, journey for me since August. As a lot of you guys know, uh, it's a privilege to be here in front of you. And, you know, Ryan says, you know, God, if God speaks through me, so if through a donkey, he could definitely do it through me. Because uh, the subject of courage and tenacity, I'm like, man. I'm like the least equipped guy to talk about that. You know, we have military first responders. I mean, so many guys I can think of that are in the front lines. Josh in ministry. I mean, these are the guys that should be speaking. So, as um, over the past few months, I'm kind of contemplating and, and, and really like, God, what, what, what do you want us to hear? What do you want us to to really take out of this series? You could say. Um, because my story, you know, my journey in courage and tenacity, I mean, I can tell you when we first moved to our home, um, I was, you know, it was the first night there, and my wife is in the bathroom, and I'm trying to scare her. I'm like, hey, look, there's this horror movie that we're going to watch tonight. We're all alone in this home. And it was like a preview, and I'm putting the movie on, and we hear this loud banging on the windows. I was like, no way. Like, no, like, and we hear it again. And then the third time, I said, okay, go in the closet. Call 911. I'm going to go face whatever this is. Like, if you hear screaming, if you hear something, just jump out the window, go to the neighbor's house. But, you know, nothing's going to happen to you because I, it's just loud banging, loud banging. They didn't have a gun, unfortunately. So, I don't know why I picked up a bat. I mean, I used to play baseball. I'm like, you know, I, I can swing it pretty hard. And I approached the window. I'm ready to just, like, and it was my sister, right? My sister's banging on the window trying to bring stuff in. But it made me realize, I'm like, man, I'm a coward, you know? Because I, I froze for a second. I'm just like... And then recently in August, uh, my father passed away, and I went to bury him. And in this process, uh, I'm going up to this empty home. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a movie, Narcos, or, or like any kind of like narco gang kind of um, Netflix thing. He, it was in Mexico, about four hours from Mexico City, and it was really ran by, the, by them, by the cartels. You know, you could tell the police ran it, you can tell um, the local town people, the politicians, they were all, because this is a small little beautiful town in the middle of nowhere, amazing streets, you know, everyone's dressed really nice, and I'm like, there's something weird about this. So the police leading us say, hey, we want you to see where your father died, you know, in, in, in his home. And if there's anything there, you can take it. I was like, sure, sure. Um, I'll go. And um, I'm approaching, and, but this time is nighttime. You know, like the sun is setting. We're going through mountains. And we get to this little house. The house is empty. And there's just an overwhelming fear. I'm just like, what What am I doing here? You know? In the movies, you know, you call for L support. You know, you're like, call 911. No, there's nothing here. No cell phone signal. And these two guys are leading us. Guys that are, you know, police officers that you can tell they work for the cartels. They probably have good intentions. But quickly, the whole town notices we're there. They're paying attention. Uh, finally, we get to this little... Empty streets, no lights. We park, tell my family, my uncle's driving, like, leave the car on. I'm going to go see what it is. If something happens, just get out of here. You know, don't wait. Don't, you know, just just leave. I'm worried about my wife. I'm worried about them. I get down. I'm walking up. And um, I begin to size these guys up, right? And I'm like, you know, I could probably take them. All this is going through my mind. But I'm just scared. I mean, just fear. And they're like, all right. You're, the house is right there. Just go in there and take whatever you want. And I'm like, it's dark, you know. Like, no, no, just go in there. And, and I'm, just, I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm not going to go in there. 
no, no, go, insisting. And then I heard a noise. And I remember just backing out slowly. And I said, hey, guys, we have to go. And they look at me like, why? No, we have to go. And I walk back to my car. We get in the car and we leave. And as I'm in my car, I'm like, man, I hope we get out of here alive. Because they're, you know, they're leading us, but the whole town is kind of like surrounding the car, looking at what we're doing. And I just fear. I can imagine, you know, they're going to come in here. They're going to take my wife. They're going to kill everyone. Didn't happen, obviously, but... At the end of, of this, you know, I get to the hotel. I'm just, man, I'm such a coward. Why was I was so scared? And you know, why, why didn't face what I, you know, that would courage. Um, and those in the many other situations, I mainly fear for the safety of my family. I really don't care. But if I die, I die. But it's really my, my family. I'm always like, I want them to be safe. I want to protect. Um, recently, in a conversation I had with Pastor Renault, um, and I'm like, man, do I have courage? He's like... You know, courage is facing your fear. It's not the absence of fear. So you were courageous. And I'm like, oh, I mean, kind of. You could say that. Um, that I faced it. That during those times in my life that there was fear, I, I actually did face it. I didn't realize that. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's a little bit of courage in me, right? So I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit more like a man. Uh, maybe just pastors being nice, right? But if you want to talk on the subject of courage, I think Joshua is a perfect example. I mean, Joshua won. Come on. Many of us know it. Four times, right? And there it reminds us, be courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And I look at it, why wouldn't Joshua be afraid? I mean, think about it. He was taking over Moses. That's a tough act to follow. If someone calling you say, hey, uh, President Trump is not able to do his job, come take over. Like, man, that's... I'm not ready for that. Don't care what you, what you think of the guy, whoever's president, I don't, I don't want that job. I mean, this is Moses, who the Bible says that no prophet that ever lived was like him. Right? It says that God knew him face to face. So, of course, when Joshua's like, hey, you're going to lead the people, you're like, man, am I, am I even ready for this? Not only that, Moses led the people to the promised land, but he didn't take them into the promised land, right? He disobeyed. So to say, man, the bar is really that high, I don't know if I could do it. So I look at Joshua's life, like, man, man, that did take a lot of courage. Because you know the bar is just that high. You know what God is expecting of you, which means the obstacles are probably that high as well. So it is the courage to face our fears and the tenacity to be humble and obedient that we need to be used by God. Because obviously the examples are, hey, yeah, Moses was a great guy, but I don't need Moses. I don't even need Joshua, whoever's willing to do it. Because I'm like, man, Lord, I don't want to be Moses. You know, I don't want to get to the end of the life and say, hey, you're not getting in. You're not doing this. You disobeyed. You took. You, you were prideful. Out of one little thing. So if you look at these characters, right? They both had courage. But I think Joshua, you see an example of, of what really longs for us to be like as men of courage. When the people of Israel first crossed the Red Sea, right? Moses went up there, raised his hands. They walked on dry land. Then Joshua had to walk through the Jordan River. But it was a different approach, right? Same battle, 
different approach. Joshua didn't raise his hands. The elders went in, you know, they were carrying the ark. And as they walked in, dry ground. So the level of faith was higher. I'm sure people were expecting, like, you know, they knew the history that he's going to part the Red, you know, part of the Red Sea, he's going to part the Jordan as a full flood state. But now we're approaching the battle with more courage from what we learned. Because we're going to face the same battle one, two, three, four, five times. But each time it's a different approach to the battle. So you see Joshua's courage is being built up more. We see the courage to face what seems like impossible obstacles. God is going to lead us directly through the battle. I think of like a running back when they just run through the, through the O-line where, you know, they just, I'm like, wow, love it. Same way, through it. They didn't go around it. They didn't go over it. Through it. That's tenacity. Because it's so easy to take that shortcut. It's so easy to say, you know, well, God did this before. He has it now. He, he probably does, but maybe he wants us to respond in a different manner. As a young boy, I remember being terrified of my dad. I mean, I was just petrified by this man. Um, I would shake when, when, when I saw him the, the last year or so. Um, he was violent. He was an alcoholic, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but more than anything, I feared that he would take us. See, my, 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 my dad's from the Middle East. He's from Jordan. And my mom would always say, he's going to take you guys, and I'm never going to see you again. So that's what she was scared of. My dad left. Um, like a year later, I was four or five, uh, he came back to visit for one day. I don't know why. He came to my aunt's house. And I remember my mom, she was preparing cookies and cheese, something, and being in the kitchen table just shaking, uh, saying he's going to take us. And my mom's like, hey, it's okay. But just that fear that I'm like, I don't want to see this guy. Why is he here? How he's going to take us? He's a bad guy. Stuck with me. Um... When he died in August, I was proved through the same thoughts again. There was uh, like a lot of confusion. You know, I went in there to bury him. He, he died in Mexico and, and I faced a lot of bad people in a lot of bad places and a lot of bad circumstances that I should have never been in or put my wife in. I'm sure my father-in-law was happy. But that courage and the tenacity to stay there because it took us a week to bury him was not of my own doing. I mean, I look back at it, I'm like, how the heck did I do that? If you, if you look at Joshua, Joshua de- defeated Jericho, how? Walked around the city seven days, pulled up some trumpets, scream, right, loud, and then walls go down, and then you go in. And that, I mean... I'm like, really? That, that's it? I think that's an example of God showing us, yeah, you do all this, but I have to do the work. Because we, we want our own strength to do it. It's like, I got it. I'm going to show you that it's through my capacity. Be courageous, you know, be resilient, but then I take, take on. Because it takes courage and resiliency to be willing to be used by God. Because our pride gets in the way. My dad's burial, I think, was one of the most intense moments in my life. Um, three men came down from a mosque. He wanted a, a, a Muslim burial. That's what the embassy said. And um, three men come down from the mosque, and they prepare the body. You know, they, they wash it. Um, they do their prayer, their rituals. And in that process, I was just 
kind of sitting back and preparing. This, this is what I came to do. This is what I came. I came to bury him, and and job's done. Um, but as I looked at these guys, um, I felt like Moses. Because I said, whoa, Lord, I came all the way over here. I'm a burger fire on Sunday. I'm in, like, the middle of nowhere on Monday morning, right? And now it's Friday evening, and, like, that's it. I'm never going to see my dad again. Um, this is all vanity, right? This is worthless. Why, why am I here? I, I, I came all this way for, for what? And, you know, okay, job done, we'll finish, whatever. And as the man began to, to, to pray, right, and, and they take out their phone and they have this app that, you know, you can tell where's Mecca. So Mecca was that way. So they begin to place their body and all. They do their whole thing. And, and I'm, I'm just, like, standing there by myself. My family's in the background. And um, my wife was recording the whole thing because my family in Jordan wanted to see that it was a proper burial according to their customs. So I'm just kind of like, you know, all right. There's a lot of emotions, um, you know, the fear that I had of my dad, you know, wishing that maybe, you know, if I had one more, one day to see him, someone would have told me. Um, as they began to pray, I, had, I was filled with this, like, pray. I'm like, what am I going to pray for? <laughs> you know, I was like, for what? And it's in that moment that a memory 29 years old came to my mind. Remember, I, I've always, I was terrified of my dad. This is the only good memory that I have of him that I didn't even know was there. I'm sitting next to him, and I'm drawing a lion. I don't know what, or private school. And he's helping me do it. He's helping me finish it. And I remember that feeling. I was like, that has it. You know, that's good. And then I just break down. Like, I'm not an emotional guy, so I wasn't, like, out crying. I was just like, whoa, like, why is this going on? Like, where did this come from? And I don't know why God had brought me to that point, to that place, and, you know, all this journey. I, I, I didn't know. I remember emotionally, you could tell I was drained, I guess, or, or mentally. I was just exhausted from that week of dealing with, you know, different embassies and different countries and different situations. And people trying to take my money and, um, you know, um, seeing my dad for the first time. You know, he had been dead for four days. The body wasn't kept in a fridge, so the body was putrefied. It was done. And, and, and that's the last image of my dad that I'll have. Um, and remembering that Jesus could raise him up if he wanted to. But through that process of fear, through that process of facing my fears, most of all facing my dad... And overcoming those obstacles, really running through it, you know, reminded me that it was not you that did this, Ali. I was willing to be used for some reason. Um, so the men were praying in Arabic, going back to the burial. They're praying in Arabic. I'm, you know, kind of everything that went on through the week. And it's kind of like a hymn. They're singing and they're praying and they're doing their things. And uh, again, it's like pray. I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna pray. Um, and I realize I look at them and I'm as I'm praying. It's a spiritual battle. Because I said, Lord, either they're right or I'm right. We can't both be serving the living God. They just can't. And there was a moment of doubt. There was a moment of like, hmm. You know, when your faith is tested. Because you're like, they're saying other things. I don't understand what they're saying, but 
I just know that that's my dad, no matter what, that you brought me here, and that I'm not Moses. There has to be more to this story. So the imam, you know, he began praying again, and he's doing Arabic. He's trying to finish up, and he stops, and he shifts from Arabic to Spanish, which got my attention. And these were his words, and I always remember this. It says, Lord, forgive the sins of Ali. Lord, we know all did not live, Ali did not live a righteous life. But we know that you came down from heaven for him. And today, he's in paradise with you. He stops and continues in Arabic. So at that moment, I kind of look at him. And I I look at my surroundings. I look back at at my wife, Laura. And she's just like, she, she, had, she sits down and she's like, what's going on? Because they're praying in Arabic like nothing happened, you know. And again, I'm handling all this and processing this. And, and, I, and I really believe the Holy Spirit allowed me to go through this. And, and different things can be interpreted. Different things can be said about my father's burial. Different ideas. Um... But if there's something that I've learned, not only through that journey and the journey that I'm about to take, is that for men, right, we can have courage and tenacity. It all can seem impossible. But through God, all things are possible. Whether being protected, going through cartel territory, whether there's a, you know, God giving us the wisdom, is there's a police officer that kept trying to talk to me and those that don't get away from him, right? It's not like if I run into Dave Ogden, I'm like, hey man, how's it going? It's like, I gotta watch out for this guy because there's something that he wants from me. And two is that theology doesn't change who God is. God's a father. I know exactly why he brought me there and he's taking me on this new journey and I'll tell you more about it next, next week. But it made me realize that God's, through us, God's capable of doing amazing things if we're willing to be used. And that's what courage is about, the willingness to be used. Because, man, I was so scared. I mean, I've been losing my hair, but, man, after that trip, there was like a physical change in me. A little physical change. A month later, I sat down with my wife and says, I said, babe, there's something wrong with me. I took like a toll in that trip. I was so scared and I held it all in because I'm a tough guy. Um, because even being resilient, when you go through things, right, as guys, you don't realize it. And I'm like, I'm not loving you the way I should be doing it. I'm not talking to you the way I should be talking to you. And she understood, thankfully, I mean, I have an amazing wife. But be reminded, like, I don't want to be Moses. I don't want to just look at things and say, hey, you let them all the way over here, but your disobedience, your pride get in the way. Because my pride gets in the way. And that's what tenacity is. Continuing doing, but being humble. Because I'm going on another journey next month, and, and I've realized to the last few weeks that I've been delaying this because I'm scared of facing my dad's family. Because i got to get some affairs in order. I'm sincerely scared. Because I don't, I don't know these people. They think my intentions to go see over there are bad. So it's like going back and say, Lord, I'm going to face another battle, and I did already, but I got to approach it a different way. 
So I'm gonna, I, I, I crossed the Red Sea, and I got to cross literally the Jordan, because it's in Jordan. So I'm going to go to Jordan. Like, how do you want me to approach this? And it's funny, because yesterday was an anniversary, and I told my wife, babe, just emptying ourselves and letting God do the work. It sounds so easy, but it's so difficult. So that's my encouragement to you, that we can do good things. I can do good things, you know. But with God, we can do amazing things through courage and tenacity that only can be given through him. Thank you, man.